From the 305 to the 303, this is TCSP. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Brian and the Cavalry Serious Band. Welcome to the Casually Serious Podcast, The Mixtape Legends Battle. Today, Metallica vs. Slayer. is going on ladies and gentlemen welcome to the casually serious podcast with bob and ken man ken man how the hell you doing today man doing great bob doing absolutely great wonderful wonderful day here in south florida still loving the weather before the death of summer gets here how about you i hear it's a little chilly where you're at man just a touch a little different weather than i'm having it is 100% a little chilly. Matter of fact, just when we thought it was uh, we were out of the weeds here on this one, uh, it wound up snowing again. But it's certainly not going to do anything like it did the last few days where there's about four feet of snow out there. But it's melting off. It is, it's just the way it goes out here in Denver, man. It snows and then it just melts away. It's yeah, not, It doesn't stick yeah. around. It's not Alaska or anything like that. So, right, uh, right. But, but nobody move here. <clears throat> uh, otherwise, here. We don't want you in Miami. <laughs> enough people here, please. Anyway, I am I am definitely one hundred percent stoked about what's going to happen right now. Last week we did a we did a um, Iron Maiden uh, versus Judas Priest, and we had a couple great guests. Uh, that was fun. Jason, yeah, Jason McMaster, Stony Grantham, uh, both in Maiden and uh, Priest tribute bands, as well as obviously Dangerous Toys by Fist and a lot of stuff. And we uh, we we went back and forth, had a great discussion, and I think Maiden wound up winning. Uh, obviously, uh, but mm-hmm. not as not by as no. many as I think we thought. If I'm being honest, definitely was a lot closer than than I thought it was going to be, and it also gave me the opportunity, like I know you did, to be able to listen to a little more Priest than than we had in a while for sure, and uh, just to help to appreciate that band a little bit more. So that, that was great last week to do that. Yeah, I uh, I was pretty I was pretty stoked about it, and I think everyone did a good job. I mean, it ran a little long, you know, two hours and fifty minutes is not necessarily optimum, but again, I, like I was explaining to Jason, and I said to Stony, I don't I didn't care. Um, <laughs> it was a conversation with three great friends that have a lot of knowledge. So, like, if I had to go in there and edit, I would have done that, but I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe one day I'll become that editor guy, but yeah, yeah um, for now you can edit yourself. Just you know, go through right. as you go. So we are going to try and stick to some sort of timetable today. I don't know that we're going to accomplish that feat, um, but we're going to stick to it anyway, simply because this is what we have going on right now. We are planning on putting album up against album here, and we're talking about the first five albums or uh, five albums that we've picked, but they're going to start off with the first five. Um, Kill Em All, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and Justice, and the Black Album for Metallica, as well as Show No Mercy, Hell Awaits, Rain and Blood, South of Heaven, and Seasons in the Abyss for Slayer. And we are going to go back and forth and kind of talk about uh, what songs we like and things like that. So what are the parameters for this tonight, uh, Ken? Basically what uh, we're going to do is look at the first five albums from both bands, which is awesome because the first five albums from both bands really helps to define both bands and they do it in an interesting way um as far as what they're doing at the same time because it is pretty similar these albums are coming out at very similar times so it they're, they're perfect bands to do this with and they're also bands that we're huge fans of so there's a lot of stories that we have just of 
seeing these bands live and what they meant to us, which is really important to music in general. But overall, I think today, this is going to be a tough one. I mean, last week, I, I love Maiden, so Priest had no chance. But th this is a really, really tough battle this week between these two. Massively tough. Yeah, I, I agree with you on 100%. Tammy's in the crowd. How's it going, Tammy? Thanks for coming and hanging out. You know, we're hoping to get a bunch of people watching today. But, um, you know, regardless, we're still going to have this conversation. If you watch it live, awesome. If you watch it later, awesome. Uh, those of you that are watching it right now on the uh, Cannabis Cowboy, uh, Cultivating with the Cannabis Cowboy YouTube page, we do have a new YouTube channel. And uh, I'll pop that up maybe sometime at the end of the show. We're hoping you folks can go ahead and check that out. We'd like you to jump over there to uh, to that YouTube channel because we're going to we're looking to stream uh, the Casually Serious podcast basically just from just from one to one spot really right now. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna stream it to two different places at this point, uh, two different YouTube channels. But we're eventually trying to uh, get it all the way down to one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look for that right now. And see if I. And can't while he get does it. that, um, we're also going to be doing. We're going to have battles here with these albums, so we'll be voting um, between each album, which ones we like better. We'll discuss some songs from the albums. Towards the end, we'll pick our best albums from both, and which ones we like overall. And at the end, we will pick, I think, a winner each of us uh, between these two bands. For us, I mean, there is really no obviously loser with these two, so it's not going to. It's not going to matter what we say independently, but it'll still be interesting so. to see how we get there, though. You know. All right. Yeah. Thanks so much for that. I was kind of getting lost there, trying to trying to multitask. It's real tough to do. No um, worries, man. That's one of these uh, live things. That's the least I can do, sitting here with just paper and stuff. Well, as we, as we are going through uh, the evolution of listening to these bands, we were obviously hanging out with each other, hanging out with lots of people listening to this, and. While we're on that note, we are going to bring in somebody to be a third judge on this. Because if I'm being honest, I'm a Monster Slayer fan. And I know that this guy over here is definitely a Monster Metallica fan. And I'm not saying that that we have hate for either of these bands. I'm just saying in terms of preferences, it probably would have gone right up the middle. Um, right. So we are going to bring in somebody right now to sort of break that tie and lend another side of this. Because he knows this music as well as we do. He's probably been to every Metallica show with Ken and to every Slayer show with me. <laughs> um, so if that is the case, that's probably true. I know he's been to every Slayer show with me, but without I... further ado, guys, let's, uh, let's bring in our next guest and our judge to help us out with this legends battle. <laughs> Jay, what's up, dude? Just technical questions. Can you hear me? Shake your heads. Can you hear me? No. <laughs> can you hear me? Shake your heads. I, I did not know what you were doing there, man. Yes, well, we can but totally you're not hear you. Your head. Okay, but you're not shaking your head. So <laughs> I'm good, man. How are you guys doing? I'm just getting used to technology and stuff like that. Where are you, like yeah. geographically? I am at I am at a Love's truck stop in um, Phoenix, Arizona, which is. Now, you don't have to give your exact location away. Be careful is, now. Which is as shady and scary as it sounds. <laughs> All right. So. Well, speaking of shady and scary, we've got a couple of uh, debut albums here from uh, from Metallica and Slayer that we're going to put up against each other right now. So, without further ado, in the uh, you know in the in sort of the time constraint we're going to deal with, at least the one that we're going to put on ourselves, let's get this started. So, All this right. is the first battle, the first matchup in tonight's Legends battle. Kill 'em all versus Show No Mercy.
Yeah, that guy's got a weird voice. Yeah, so that's those are two those are two great albums. Um, let's go ahead and pop up. I'm gonna go ahead and first put up the uh, Metallica's Kill 'Em All uh, track list on this one. Obviously, you can read right now, but if we're if we're looking for highlights that I'm gonna pull out of here, I am automatically gonna jump to Four Horsemen. Although Hit the Lights is a killer song mm-hmm. to come out with. Mm-hmm. Um, my two songs off of this one are uh, definitely the Four Horsemen and Whiplash. Uh, and that's just because I'm pulling two out of there. Uh, I can go with probably five on this album, maybe six. There's only a couple that I don't, and I'm not saying that I don't like them. I'm just saying they didn't make like repeat on my tape or on my cassette, uh, on my CD or anything like that. They didn't make repeat as much as some of the other songs did. Um, that album right there, I can remember being in high school uh, with, uh, I think maybe Edgar Roman and David Roman uh, and Alexis driving in their Camaro and listening to that song almost every day for a year going home. They were my ride home because I didn't have a car, but that song got burned into my, that, I mean, that album got burned into my head. And by the time I think I even got around to listening to Slayer, Show No Mercy, there was such a massive difference between these. There's such a big difference, obviously. Um, you know, they both kind of came out at the same time. They both came out of the same area. Anybody who's seen um, Murder in the Front Row, uh, they, it's a really, really killer documentary about these it's bands and the other bands in the Bay Area. Uh, there's the difference between these two these two albums, and I don't really know, I don't know how to say any of this without sort of like countering anything that, that I want to say about Slayer that's amazing. That the high-pitched screaming, that ah! that you know that there were there was still tom was still doing it at that point i didn't love that even though i loved king diamond doing it it almost seemed like anybody outside of diamond doing that sort of uh vocal high stuff I, it sort of turned me off a little bit so i didn't listen to a lot of those songs uh it wasn't until after i think i maybe i maybe i'd heard uh rain before i even listened to this so i kind of had to go backward on this one but um if i'm talking production wise i think uh i really think Metallica wins on the, the the production side of this. Um, you know, it, it just sounds a little bit crisper. I don't know if there's a looseness to some of the Show No Mercy songs, but there's some classic Slayer songs on there too. And they were just sort of it was it was a definitive sound where that didn't. It's not really much different than that right now with Slayer. They uh, they just sort of tweaked it a little bit. Um, but if I'm going to be honest and take who I think should win this round in my eyes, I am going with Metallica. Kill them all. I'm taking kill them all on this one. Ken, man, how about you? I mean, you can't go wrong, obviously, with kill them all. This was the album that, to me, changed everything. Um, Just getting into this kind of music, this faster style rock. um, uh, Previously, I was like a Bon Jovi guy. So just to kind of see where I was coming from. This album did that. And it was Whiplash in particular uh, that absolutely got me hooked. To me, in this album, it's more looking at the songs that I didn't like because I liked a lot of the songs and Metal Militia and Jump in the Fire. I don't really care too much of those songs. Every other song on that album is an awesome song and would get played over and over and over again by me. I loved that album. Um, As far as Slayer goes early on, this was something that I was hearing something I didn't necessarily catch the same um, as some people did. Uh, Again, yeah, maybe the high pitch thing, uh, the speed was even faster now than something I had just kind of gotten into. So I'd have to say I was, I I was kind of just not into that whatsoever in the beginning. Um, So this is the hands down on the first album. uh, Metallica is going to take it with kill them all. 
at least over Show No Mercy, for sure. What do you think, Jay? 86 was the year that, that, that basically I got into metal. So I started off with both bands' pinnacle albums and then worked my way backwards to their first two. And I got, I won't say turned off to Slayer because of the, the quality of the recording. It just, it just didn't sound good. Um, good songs, cool, speedy solos, but just it was thin. It wasn't good production. And Kill 'Em All just had so many good songs. And specifically, my favorite on the album is uh, Anesthesia, Pulling Teeth, because it made me want to be a bass player. But made me realize I was gonna how, you were going to say dentist. <laughs> <laughs> but it but it also made me realize how bad of a bass player I was. So, <laughs> of of the two albums, I I never purchased Show No Mercy. So yeah. I have to go with Kill 'Em All. If it's a comparison between the two, which it is, it's Kill 'Em it All. There's just just hit the lights. I like Phantom Ward. It's kind of silly and kind of funny, but it's just like it's Phantom a it's a it's a better album. It has you know it's ten songs and it's almost an hour long. Show No Mercy is 10 songs and it's 35 minutes long. Yeah. So they were just shorter, kind of punkier kind of songs. But I got I have to I have to go with Kill 'em All on this one as a as a better album. Can we uh did we miss any parameters on this? We did we go through did I select pr uh production or song or what what was it again that we were gonna judge these on, you said? Just which album we like better okay, than the cool. other. Oh, and, and, okay. Yeah. And then we'll get back to best albums and stuff like there that. There we go. Uh, all right. I knew there was yeah, something that. else involved. <laughs> I'll keep it. I'll, I'll keep it short. Kill them all. Yeah, I got it. All right. All three. Right on, kill man. them all. Metallica yeah, wins round one. Sweet. Bing, bing, bing. Definitely. And again, I just think I don't know. There was just something about uh, hearing Slayer and then going back a couple albums, but hearing Kill and going forward with the band that sort of made this a little easier of a decision for me. Um, it, that's just me personally, though. Um, well, I mean, just for Metallica, their debut album, to, uh, Kill Em All is an incredible debut album. I mean, if you were just yeah. looking to vote on that alone versus other bands' debut album, that is an incredible debut album right there. That's yeah. the way to come into things. Say, hey, we're here. That's a great album. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are watching right now, share this as much as you can. We appreciate it so much. I put the new link to the YouTube channel, the new YouTube channel in the comments section. So go ahead and copy, paste, do all that stuff if you need to. Let's see what's going on for round two, guys. Ride the lightning versus Hello Waits. All right. Well, this is starting to get a little closer on, in, mm -hmm. in, in my eyes, anyway. Um, so I'm going to pull up, put up a uh, ride the lightning. Fight fire with fire, ride the lightning. For whom the bell tolls, fade to black. Trapped under ice, like uh, we're, we're talking about four, five songs right off the bat that are <laughs> continuously in most of my, if it's not Metallica, a heavy metal playlist of some kind. I might not have Cthulhu and Escape in there, but mm -hmm. Creeping Death will make it a sort of an appearance as well. Uh, that album is friggin' spectacular. Um, there, there, there were for me. There was just some sort of, um, I guess, there was a a, a maturation uh, from from one album to the other. So if, if Kill 'Em All was sort of a garage album, which it sort of sounds like a garage garage album, but the production was good on it, then then Kill or uh, um, Ride Ride the Lightning was definitely more of a an attempt at polishing and maybe getting bigger songs and a little bit more melody injected into it uh, and. You know, one of my uh, one of my all time favorite songs is "Trapped Under Ice." It's it's just there's just the pace to this album just seemed insane, almost as if I think anybody who was a fan of Metallica did not think they were able to do this. 
that they were going to be able to do something faster and better. And uh, on the flip side of that, uh, Hello Waits, this album sort of, it's still sort of extreme. I mean, actually, it's very dark. Uh, with with the exception of Hella Waits, there's not a lot of other songs on here that make uh, a playlist for me, other of, other than maybe At Dawn They Sleep. Um, Necrophiliac is a great one to play at parties. Uh, but there's a, there's, just a, there's, a, there's a production problem with Hella Waits for me. Uh, as a drummer, as someone who is massively influenced by Dave Lombardo, there's something real friggin' weird going on with the drums on this album. And overall, there's a muffled uh, sort of uh, filter going on with this album. Uh, even on the on the actual LP, on the record itself, which is where I first heard this, uh, I just remember kind of being like, damn, are my, are my headphones you know, screwed up or something like that? But it was still fast-paced. And it was even more evil, if I'm being honest, which I did not think, again, on, to their credit, that Slayer could get any more evil. But, you know, there are some tracks in there that go that, you know, that get pretty sick. Uh, and I mean, Kill Again is just about uh, somebody who just goes around killing everything and anything they can get their hands on. And it's pretty heavy. Uh, and and so the, the, the lyrical content between the two is, is started getting a little bit darker. But I just think there was a little bit more of a, a polish to ride the lightning. Um, I don't know. I, it's there's there's a there's a lot more classic songs on that one as well. Even though I love Hello Waits the song and it's something that they always play. I don't know as someone who has seen Metallica or as Slayer fifteen times like myself and this guy down there Jay has gone to every Slayer show with me. I don't know that I've heard anything else from that out on any of their set lists. Uh, so for me, I am going with uh, Ride the Lightning on this one. So I'll echo a little bit of what Bob just said as far as the production value, because no doubt there's a big difference here. Um, first of all, in Metallica's jump from Kill 'Em All to Ride and, and that production value, but then also with where Slayer kind of stayed similar, I think, with Hello Waits with still, like Bob said, a muffled kind of sound overall. Um, that really didn't, I don't know, it didn't have that punch. So right off the bat, just just that alone kind of made it more difficult to listen to. But in, in the good side of uh, Hello of Hello Waits is that I think lyrically the band definitely made a big jump um, from, you know, from Show No Mercy. So you saw kind of the growth there, which is great, but I think maybe the production value didn't catch up. And I think that played into it quite a bit in the way it sounded. I mean, the pop and the sound on Ride is incredible compared to Kill 'Em All. So you saw that big jump. And I mean, obviously, you know, for whom the bells tolls fade to black, there's just incredible anthems on, on Ride the Lightning, an unbelievable album, and an incredible follow-up to Kill 'Em All and, and just is going to be the reason why I'm absolutely hands down going to take Ride the Lightning over Hello Waits. Jay, what say you? I think side one from Ride the Lightning may be a perfect album side because it comes out fast and heavy. And then the final song on that side is uh, Fade to Black, right. which, which when you first hear it, it's the, it's the first time you heard acoustic guitar on a, on a metallic right. album. The softer and, side of Hetfield. Yeah, and and it was, you know, an emotional song. And a lot of people didn't like it when it came out because it had to be fast and it had to be angry. And as you grew up, you look back on it and it's like, oh, okay, I, I, I get that. But yeah, I have to go with, with Ride the Lightning for the better album. Just again, as Kenny said, Metallica moved forward. 
Slayer kind of stayed the same as far as sound and and direction, and they were still trying to figure out exactly what they wanted to do. And I think uh, they found out that that was probably cocaine and beer at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Which both they did not care. But I'll tell you, right. I'll tell you this much: that that was sort of the beginning of Metallica saying, "You know what, guys? I know you like this, but this is what we're going to do." Exactly. Right. The right. very beginning right. of them saying, "You know what? Yep. That's cool, but you know we're still going to do this." And it worked, and they, though. That's the thing. That's a big yeah. risk that they took too, and it it worked a hundred percent. Did it work? And and Man. it's worked several times on different albums. That they've come out and done something that was like, "Whoa, that's not Metallica," but it turns into right. being Metallica. So that's right. Maybe the baldiest band out there. Eventually, not to my liking, but but going through what we're going through, let's yeah. keep going. Yeah, man. What's All next? Right, so let's do it. Round three. Mm. Master of Puppets versus Rain and Blood. Oh man, uh, this, is the- <laughs> this is like this is like this is like choosing your parents. Which one do you like? <laughs> <laughs> Ah oh, shit! I you know what? I'm not even joking you right now when I say the weight of this decision did not hit me until right this second, because I you know put together most of the you know production of this and I'm just kind of putting things here to go. Oh, that's going to be cool, a little record versus record, and then I realize that it's Master of Friggin' Puppets versus Rain and Blood, arguably <laughs> the fucking pinnacle or the 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 album that when you when you, normally i guess if you were to say what's your favorite what's the best slayer album ever you're gonna say this what's the best metallic album you're gonna pick these there, you might swing one or the other but these are always up there oh shit all right so let's go ahead and kick myself in the all right starting off an album with battery mm. is almost like saying all right look dude i know that you like what we did before but we're going to probably just step on your testes right now with all that we have uh, going directly into master. The thing that should not be was, is a, is a, an odd sort of change on that one, but, and sanitarium sort of slows down a little bit, but then we start getting into the last four. Uh, if I'm talking about my favorite tracks on this one, it's the first one in the last one, battery and damage. There is just with the pace of both of those songs, it is just bang your head. Ridiculous, man. I remember, I remember just listening to it like, what the, f-? like, dude, I got to hear that riff again. I got to hear that riff again. Like, they just got into it so hard and crushed it on that album. And then we've got Slayer. And mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody who's ever heard of Slayer has ever heard of a song called Angel of Death. But if you have it, then you're watching the wrong Slayer, maybe SA. But this album right here is ridiculous as well. There is not a bad song on this album either. There's probably not a song on this album that they haven't played live at some point that hasn't made their uh, sort of uh, it's made their 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 set list at almost any point. And I will say, I will put "Altar of Sacrifice" and "Jesus Saves" back to back up against any two songs back to back in the thrash in the thrash world. If I'm being honest, those two songs right there just explode your face. Um, I am going to take. <laughs> you know, it, let's see. Let's go and look back over here. Uh, mixed by Michael Wagner. That doesn't swing anything for me. Um, oh, you know what? I I'm taking Slayer. I'm taking Rain and Blood because that's the way it's got to be for Bob. All right. 
All right. Hey, look, man, you, you made some really good points. And this is this is tough. This is really, really tough. I mean, Master has got to be probably, I mean, it's it's the best Metallica album. It's where this band absolutely said, again, like Jay said before, this is what we're going to do now. Hey, remember Kill Em All? Remember Ride? Hey, watch this. And that album, if there's melting faces happens, that, that happened for me listening to Master of Puppets, 100%. And a thousand times over because that's how much I listen to this album over and over. And there's not a bad song. There's, I, there's nothing you have to go past. You listen to all of it. You don't stop. It's a great, great album. Rain for me finally got my interest with Slayer. And I think more than what the songs are, um, when you showed the back of that album, the more important thing that was on the back of that album was Def Jam and Rick Rubin. That, yep. That's what finally happened with Slayer. Is now they got the sound right. You, you, you really heard it. It was crisper. It thumped. I mean, everything sounded the way it should sound. There it was. Probably if it pr was produced the same way earlier, those songs and the first two albums would, would have, I think, shown out a little better. But Rain and Blood is absolutely a sick album. Another album you can, you can listen to beginning to end. That's what made this a really tough because I usually that's what I look at. Okay, who has the best of the songs? And then I'll pick an album. This one's tough because both albums have great songs beginning to end. Um, but <laughs> all of that said, um, 100% Master, it's just it's just one of the greatest albums, just hands down, period. So I am, I'm, I'm taking Master. Jay! Master! <laughs> this, this, this is the first time that Slayer caught up to Metallica as far as the production goes and the sound goes. Um right. By far, Master of Puppets is Metallica's best album, and by far, Rain and Blood is Slayer's best album. But I have to, I have to go with the one that turned me on the most and got me the most into it, and just pulled me in. And it has to be the Almighty Slayer, Rain and Blood, because it is the it's the perfect thrash metal album. It's the mm -hmm. genre defining. Everything points to it. It's before that and after that is when comparing speed metal it it's rain and blood it's the pinnacle uh, brian smith brandon welcome to the show appreciate you coming and hanging out and tammy up, makes a good point here the fact that rick rubin did produce slayer b-boys and public enemy brings up a good point too because i remember uh and us growing up we spoke about this uh on the hip-hop heads uh, episode of the mixtape <clears throat> How growing up in South Florida, we listen to what we're listening to now, but we also have a very deep love and understanding of hip hop, Beastie Boys, you know, all that stuff, all things hip hop. And I remember listening to um, She Watched Channel Zero from <laughs> Public Enemy and saying to myself, what the, what is that sample? It's just, holy shit, it's Slayer. <laughs> it is freaking Slayer. And, you know, and that's exactly what Public Enemy did. And I think Rick Rubin fostered a sort of, love of the label of the right. music knowing hey right. listen you might be this and you might be this but mm -hmm. you know that doesn't matter and you know uh carrie king played the solo for a uh, fight for your right to party on uh for, for the beastie boys so right. there was a great deal of jumping around with all this stuff so rick right. rubin did 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 definitely did a lot of crazy awesome things for slayer not only with their sound but the way they sort of i think thought about other genres and, and stuff it took took all the reverb off the vocals before yes. it sounded it yeah. sounded like he was mm -hmm. singing into a cardboard box Right, and right. He took all that off, and it was just him and a microphone, and he brought the drums up, and it's it was just crisp. It was the first time it worked. That, yeah, that Slayer was on par with Metallica. Right, totally agree. 
Yeah, well, great points, and I agree. And it's it that was just another impossible legends thing going on right <laughs> there. Where like, yeah, I, I think we got over the hard one right in the middle. It's like the hump there. Now we're coming down the backside here on the last two. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So let's see what we've got here for round number four. Injustice for All versus South of Heaven. All right, so. As we just explained that we could probably say that Master Puppets is the best Metallica album. When we're talking about my favorite Metallica album, this is my favorite Metallica album by far. Uh, and, and I remember saying something about the odd production for Hello Waits and D Dave Lombardo. I know there's a lot of crazy talk about what Lars did with this uh, and his snare as well as his uh, t -t -t bass drum. But at the same time, it was beautiful. Starting off with Blackened, and you can definitely see the uh, the the narcotic influence of uh, what got a hold of Metallica on this album, which is very, very well documented, how much blow they were doing at this time, to the point where they decided to make every song about, I don't know, six minutes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, before they were a thrash band, and now they are like a thrash metal orchestra with mm -hmm. the short of the straw just beating your face in. Harvester of Sorrow. There's really not a lot of there's not a lot of slowness going on, and even one which is considered their slow song. And I and I remember as a fan, kind of being disappointed that they made a, a video for that because they really went on record saying they weren't going to do that. And oh, how dare you change? And Young Bob was not cool with that. But mm -hmm. that album is powerful and long, and you know it's it's almost like in again I have, i'm coming from a drummer's perspective lars went crazy on this to the point where later he forgot how to play a lot of these songs uh notably shortest straw which is a very big drum intro uh but and that's a that's just such a great album and then we've got south of heaven on the other side of this where obviously still on def jam with rick rubin starting off with south of heaven which is a very, very big song. Into Silent Scream, Live on Dead's amazing. Behind the Crooked Cross. These songs are all badass. Uh, Ghost of War is one of my favorite Slayer songs. And I didn't know this until much later, but number nine track, Dissonant Aggressor, is a Judas Priest song. And um, it's fitting that they just decided to use the guitar notes instead of trying to sing that part that Rob Halford sings. Ah! Like... They just with the guitar because there's no one in the band that's going to sing that. Um, no. There's a lot of good songs on this one. And if I'm not mistaken, this album was a a bit of a um, an experiment for Slayer because I think it was recorded live. And by that, I don't mean recorded live in front of a studio audience. Uh, I meant live, meaning they weren't tracking anything. They all played these songs together at the same time. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's how it went in a room. I'm pretty sure that's how this went down. So uh, in terms of production, that's insane. So we're talking two sort of groundbreaking different productions going on be between these two albums. Um, and you know what? <sighs> Damn. This I, I, I was I think I was thinking I was going to go one way on this one, but I talked myself out of it. Uh, I'm going with Injustice for All. I'm going with Metallica on this one. All right. All right. So you make good points there, and I happen. I heard Jay mention earlier about Rain and Blood, and I'm sure everybody would pick Rain and Blood. I love South of Heaven. This is the album that I actually is my favorite Slayer album, and it's an album to me where I finally kind of liked what I heard 
in Rain and Blood, and I was interested for more, and I loved what I got out of this album. Uh, whereas in Justice for All, you know, Metallica again went ahead and did Metallica, and I vibed with it somewhat, but not as well as I did earlier. There's four songs on on that album I have, I have no interest in whatsoever, like at all. Uh, Harvester, on the other hand, it's one of my favorite Metallica songs, period. And I Lay mean, down the band. <laughs> I, I love Harvester. So it's a great jam. Obviously, Blacken's great jam. They rock on this album, but there's songs on there that I don't need to hear. Um, I can't say that at all about South of Heaven. So, so for sure, Slayer wins this round for me. Wow, badass. That's crazy. And I remember, I remember sort of saying, hearing Dyer's Eve and hearing that double bass throughout the whole song. And I'm like, I dare Lars to do that for an incomplete tour. I dare him. <laughs> I haven't seen any live footage of him doing that uh, correctly, which is just a too high of a cocaine bar to set yourself in sort of a studio setting. <laughs> Jay Badnell, what say you, buddy? Both of these albums are vastly different than the predecessors. Mm -hmm. Metallica actually sped up and Slayer actually slowed down a little bit mm -hmm. because what are you going to do? You're going to make rain and blood part two. No, you right. just, you go off in a different direction and you, you fought you, South of heaven has a groove. Like you can actually sit there and, Oh, okay. Not dance to it, but you, you can feel it. Um, you could dance to it. You can you dance. dance to it. Not, not at our age. I learned that. <laughs> um, and Justice for All is just such an important album to me personally when it came out. And, you know, I remember riding around on my bicycle with the boombox duct taped to the handlebars. So of the, two albums, of the two albums, if I had to listen to one right now, start to finish, I would go with Injustice for All. It's, it's, it's the album I'm choosing. All right. I can say with almost 100% certainty that... Uh, Dr. Brian of uh, Dr. Brian and the Casually Serious Band absolutely hated this album to the point where I think he might have thrown it against a wall or thrown it out or yelled or something. I know he <laughs> freaking hated it. And, and, and you know, I, I think, I don't know if I did introduce him to Slayer. I know that he says I, he credits me with introducing him to music, but my brother introduced it to me. So there was a chain of command on that one. But I remember specifically him getting very upset about South of Heaven. So, yes. Um, specifically, I get spill, it. spill the blood, specifically. Right, spill the blood. Yeah, you're right, because he would get, spill the blood. He made fun of it really hard. Yep. Uh, shout out shout out to Dr. Brian. We love you, man. Um, <laughs> you're the best, B. Yeah. Yeah, those were that. That was a that was a definitive uh, slowdown, like you said, a little bit of Man. a slowdown, and and it was definitely a speeding up of Metallica. Uh, but I because don't know. There of, was just something going cocaine. on because of the cocaine, definitely. And I don't know. I mean, it's there's so many good songs in the both of those. It that was a lot tougher than I thought it would be. But again, if I think maybe if I'm talking about how many songs make it on my rotation, I just think that Injustice sort of beat that one up a little bit. Yeah. Um. All right, guys. Well, we've sort of got a we sort we've sort of got yeah. we've got the last one here, and this is a very weird last one. I don't really know if I'm being honest. Uh, if I, I I thought that I would, well, never mind. Let's see what it is. The Black Album versus Seasons in the Abyss. Metallica. Young Bob is very, very pissed off at you right now. We don't know what happened to you. We don't know if what happens to you when you go from rehab uh, to re the real world is what the Black Album becomes. But 
Bob was not happy with you to the point where I literally did take this album and pop it. I had it on CD, took it out of the CD player and threw it out. And I don't think I listened to the Black Album for another... <sighs> 10 years, 12 years. And by the, by listen to it, meaning listen to it and give it a shot. I've forcefully been heard, heard five or six songs from that album that I don't want to ever hear again. It's just not part of the Metallica that I love. And I know a lot of people aren't cool with saying that or hearing that. And there's a lot of Metallica fans that say you should follow them through all metamorphosis. No, not necessarily. I don't fucking have to. I'm a fan. Uh, when we're talking about these albums now, <clears throat> I think I was able to give these I was able to give this album another chance later on and I can't give you any song titles other than Enter and maybe Unforgiven wherever on my room. I listened to it about maybe 10 years ago, 8 years ago. No, actually matter of fact, about almost 10 years ago, uh, 9 years ago on my honeymoon. I, I was just uh, flying, I think we were flying to Hawaii. I was like, let me try and hear Black and I listened to it and I was like, all right, I get it. And I'm a late bloomer, so I get into stuff later. Uh, I I don't really I wasn't getting with the maturation of Metallica at that time. However, this album right here, woo, um, starting off with War Ensemble, going through all of these amazing songs, uh, Expendable Youth was, a, was still slow, but somehow still very fast. Dead Skin Mask is something that provided a lot of humor for myself and Jay for many years. Um, Hollowed Point, Born of Fire is probably my second favorite Slayer song of all time. Um, this album by far to me is their best work. Uh, it is the complete maturity of Slayer sound wise songwriting. Uh, anything that might've seen kitschy or uh, outdated, or maybe something that was just not something uh, that, that was a little older for even Slayer to be doing. That was all kicked to the curb on this album and completely blew me away to the point where I said to myself, we've got to go see them. And that's what spawned the very first time myself and Jay saw Slayer ever in Miami, Florida at the Cameo Theater was on the tour for this album. Uh, for me, there is no contest whatsoever. Seasons of the Abyss absolutely crushes Metallica's Black Album and sends it home and doesn't let it come back to school for a month. Mm -hmm. As it should. Seasons is I agree with you 100%. That is the culmination right there um, of a band that's kind of, you know, started out where they did with a with, with production values lower and then pulled it all the way through to an album that just kicks ass from beginning to end. I don't even want to talk about Metallica or Black or whatever that stupid album is called. You could play the first three or four songs and they're all the same. They're they're it's all it's all of that. That's all terrible. It's all terrible music. Um, do we blame it on Bob young, Rock? Is that what we do? If young, if young, young Bob was mad at Metallica, young Kenny was really bitter because, first of all, I wanted no part of seeing them on MTV, uh, so I was already pissed with Injustice. There was other uh, songs on that album that I already was kind of kicking Metallica to the curb. Uh, for them to come back with that uh, was that was it for me. That's where that's where the chords cut uh, with this band. So. Um, you know, it, but the, the three albums are incredible. Now with Slayer, it feels like these bands did the opposite. You know, Metallica came in on fire. I mean, like I said, debut album, Kill 'Em All, just crushed it right out of the gate, uh, right, right into to Ride the Lightning and the Master. They just kept ascending and ascending, um, and then they just they changed. They did Metallica, like was said earlier, which is great. You know, do the video. 
you know, have a top 40 song, win a bunch of Grammys, do the things that are going to make you popular musicians. Cool, man. I mean, that that's the dream. Um, but it did a little something to the diehard fans that made us just, I don't know, I'm not going to even say that because maybe I'm not a diehard fan because I'm saying that. So for, for those of us that appreciated those earlier albums and kind of where their sound was um, and where they went, uh, I feel like is the opposite of what Slayer did, where they kind of, they grew and continued and their later albums were better than their earlier albums. So these two bands did kind of a similar thing, which is why we fought so hard with the master and rain right in the middle. Cause that's where they were crossing. <laughs> that was right where it was, where they were both just hitting their strides real well, which makes the overall contest very difficult. But in general, uh, for this particular al al album, for sure, I'm, I'm taking seasons. Jay. Yeah, this would, this one's just a no brainer. Incredibly easy. Um, you can't be mad at Metallica. Oh, oh. 16-year-old Jay or 18, whatever he was, was mad at Metallica. But you can't be mad at them for finding success because right, who yeah. starts a who starts a band to be like, yeah, I just want to be a mid-level mid-level band that <laughs> travels in a bus and plays 2,000 seaters. Right. So they they did they did exactly what every band wanted to do. They succeeded. Yeah. And they they made a monster. There were I think four or five number one hits, number one singles off of that album. Right. Um, how many came off of Seasons in the Abyss? None. But Seasons in the Abyss destroys on every single level, aspect, everything. Destroys the Black Album. Um, I never bought the Black Album, ever. Never owned it. Um, as I've grown older, I can now appreciate some of their songs. You know, wherever I may roam, maybe because of what I do for a living. I mean, you know, I listen to it when it comes on. But uh, Seasons in the Abyss was just a, a crusher. Every song, every... Every, one point every night we listened to that album that was always in the tape deck for years yep. and yep. and metallica never was Not and yeah bob, bob bob rock had a lot to do with it he really influenced the band yeah and and they wanted they they saw what they could become and how big they can be and they went for it and god bless them good for it they furthered the genre if that's the right way to say that word genre yeah they they went forward and they pulled the other bands with them right yeah it's almost like I, you had they did set a high bar and again I, I i think going back like you said 16 18 i forgot the year what age we would be but ugh. you can't really fault them now looking back as an adult it's almost like you, you there's no possible way that our young ass was going to make a young adult decision like metallica made to yeah. go ahead and be worldwide and blow the entire planet up and make everyone loves them love them not just the headbangers and i think headbangers rip jeans spikes those the, the folks that were like us that were listening to this music felt a little left behind is what i think it was it was sort of like not only was it a, a maturation it was a departure it was almost like now this is what we are and i remember saying okay if that's the case then i'm fucking going to camp slayer yeah. you know because you know they've got dead skin masks and, and cookies we, but we, I, I just, we, were, we were the expendable youth Yes, exactly. And I just, there was just something about that where that album where it, it just, it completely set it off. And obviously, and what's funny is that you're mentioning this. So we mentioned we don't necessarily love the fact that we saw one as a, as a video, but I love Seasons in the Abyss's video. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's so, it's so weird how we get, uh, we held them to sort of different 
standards because and we can i don't think we'd ever see yeah, they said it. out they said it that was the problem is that they talked yeah. about not doing it so yeah. much it's like don't push towards that and then all of a sudden oh well hey this is what we're gonna do we didn't know what we were talking about we were a bunch of kids whatever yeah. i mean look that's impressionable to, to us at a young age as adults we we see it we understand it but as, as a you know youngster to me honestly at the end of the day it was the music anyway if I like the sound, I like the sound. That's all there really was to it. And I just yeah. didn't like the sound on the Black Album at all. Yeah. Yeah, I you can't know? tell you a production. I can't give you a production. I, I think it was probably... When I listened to it in, in its entirety, it was definitely a good record in terms in terms of put together. Uh, oh. it's, it's, it, it's, it was uh, put on a platter for everyone, for a young cheerleader to listen to and be Obviously, like, I think that's, that's pretty cool. That's why it's number one songs and all the Grammys and all the, that's what they wanted. That's what they got. So now it doesn't Metallica is no longer in this category anymore. You know, Metallica it, is a, in a different world. And after 1990, where they all just both bands just started making albums and nobody cares about, which is why we're not talking about anything beyond these. Their Slayer's last three albums were great. <laughs> yeah. But, but who produced those three albums? I have no idea. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Rick Rubin. I think yeah, I think you are right. I think they re-signed with Def Jam and or Def Jam and America so, now. But what my problem was with, um, even though we're not talking about that, the, my mm -hmm. problem with the last three albums, starting with Christ Illusion, is that they all sound like Christ Illusion. Mm -hmm. So what they did was they found a Slayer sound and and ran with it for three consecutive albums, and that's not what I'm used to. And my real issue with Slayer past Seasons in the Abyss is the uh, the disclusion of Dave Lombardo. Dave Lombardo was one of the is the one of the greatest thrash drummers ever to me. He's he definitely influenced the way I play, the way I want to play, the what I aspire to be. Um, not taking anything away from Bo Staff, anybody that might have played with Slayer, whether it be on records or tours, but I just didn't listen to anything from Slayer that had anybody other than Dave Lombardo. So hmm. apparently that's sort of a thing with me. I didn't really love Kiss after 78 or anything that had to do with any other iterations of kiss other than the original you're, four you're a purist i might be i might be but we're talking about you know slayer it's almost like this is the first thrash family and how dare you get rid of this drummer there's no way you can fill that that void but you know they did yeah. uh, but i've seen slayer with jay 15 times the most out of any band in the in, in, out, out of all the shows i've i've seen and i have never seen metallica live hmm. ever that's very interesting that's very interesting. Uh, not for any reason. Just, I, I actually, there's a real good reason sure. because after this, <laughs> there's no way I'm going to see. I'm not going to see them, and we're. I'm not going to see them play anything from this album, and right. I don't even want to know what they become after that. After really that, what I exactly. Think. Well, and, and they play Mile High Stadiums, and the tickets are 146 dollars each. So yeah, but so good for them, but good for them for being able to sell out Mile High Stadium at 150 dollars a pop. Right. Right. All right, yeah. so now the hard question is, all right, this is we got to do this now. This is what we're going to do real quick here. We're going to pick okay. real, we're going to pick the our favorite album from each band and then from that we're going to pick which is our favorite album of those two. So we're going to pick our favorite Metallica album, our favorite Slayer album, and then we're going to pick from those two what the overall favorite is for us. And we'll start with uh Bob. Jeez, Wiz McGillicuddy. All right, so you want me to pick my favorite Slayer and my favorite Metallica album? Right. I thought I just said that, but we'll reiterate on it. Um, and again, it's really tough. It's between these two right here for Metallica for me. I'm going to take 
I'm taking Master of Puppets, actually, if I'm being honest. I, I know I just said that Ma uh, Injustice is my favorite, but there's just too many. There's a lot more great thrash songs on Master than there are on, on Injustice, um, in my opinion. There's a, there's a lot of new stuff going on with Injustice. Uh, in terms of Slayer, I think there's still a, a big battle between uh, Rain and Seasons. And as much as I know, oh shit, <laughs> I'm taking Seasons in the Abyss as my favorite Slayer album of all time. Okay. And of Master and Seasons, who are you taking? One album, Desert Island. Who you? Who you got? Fuck. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm taking Seasons. Seasons, nice. I'm taking seasons, seasons. Just to be, just because I have to hear "Born of Fire" at one point again in my life. Nice. All right, Jay. Um, favorite Metallica is I don't think it's their best album, but my favorite Metallica is "Injustice for All." Okay. Because of when it came out, where I was, who I was, what it meant to me, and and it, we were we were sixteen and great songs, great songs. "Dyer's Eve" is my favorite Metallica album or song ever. Um, Slayer would also be Seasons in the Abyss. I'm with Bob on that. Um, just because of the times we had and how good the songs were. And of the two, I am going with Seasons in the Abyss. Wow, look at this. Sorry, just taking some notes here. Okay, so Terrifying. for me, for me, it's definitely uh, between Master and, and Ride the Lightning. And even Kill Em All gets a little play here because it was the first album that got me uh, into Metallica. This is a hard one. I mean, all three of these albums were were huge for me. Um, and what really made me a Metallica fan, I listened to these albums over and over and over again. Um, but I would just have to say, just because of progression of the band, I'm going to take Master, um, just because of what they did, you know, through those three albums and, and ultimately culminated with that just masterpiece right there. Um, I'm going to take Master. And I... Honestly, through this show, kind of talked myself into really, really realizing how good Seasons is. Uh, yep. um, over, over. Who, I really like South of Heaven because South of Heaven kind of got me into it. Um, but Rain was really the first one that turned me back on to Slayer. So I'm actually going to take Rain and Blood because that album was the one that really did make me a, a Slayer fan and then want to listen to these albums after. So I'm going to take Rain and Blood and, and Master of Puppets as my, my two here. And I'm taking Master um, as as my album overall. There are no wrong answers, man. There really are not. There's no. none. There there can't be. There can't be here. <clears throat> no, those. Uh, let me tell you that the, these albums are insane. Like, and and the great thing is that we were blessed with so many other bands that were able to do this that we might actually have to battle. If I'm being honest, you know, we're talking about the Anthraxes of the world, Megadeth, obviously, but even like Death Angel. Um, there, there's just so many bands that encompass this thrash world that I love to death because it was a it was a definitive grow. Uh, I don't know if it was a counter of punk rock, but it had a lot to do with punk rock. And the reason I love, I mean, I love punk rock a lot. I grew up listening to the to the '80s punk that was you know the real punk, and Lombardo was a big fan of that and brought a lot of that musicianship and drumming to slayer and at least gave hanuman i think a lot of schooling on a lot of punk stuff and they were playing a lot of that shit on, but 
on the notes I was uh, I listened to the first two Slayer albums today, start to finish, and the main note I got was like these are punk songs. They were all three minutes long. They were all super quick, no chorus, just blow through it next, blow through it next. So yeah, very punk, heavily, heavily influenced by punk. Stony, thanks for saying what's up, man. Good to see you, David Hill, dude. It looks like I don't think I've seen you on a uh, on a podcast before, man. It's good to see you, dude. Real good to see you, man. And 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 uh, Testament and Overkill are two of my favorite thrash bands out there. That never, you know, we've seen Testament more than anyone else because they have always opened up for the Slayers and the Anthrax and yeah. and, and those guys. Yeah, but, you know, I've never compiled that list. I wonder how many times we've seen Testament. That's that's a great that's a great point, yeah. man. I've I've seen Testament more times than Slayer. So, wow, that's a good point, dude. Wow. Okay. Amazing musicians. So, so this all basically was to figure out, hey, who wins this battle? So, um, the fans with, with with TS with TCSP's analytics done here. The analytics show that of a score of ten to eight, an incredibly close score of ten to eight. Metallica wins the battle. Hmm. Wow. So close. So I, you so know what. Close. I'm I'm just not I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised if I'm being honest. We had a lot of reasons why I think that made sense to us. Uh it, it was it, justice. It, Honestly, it was justice that put it over because you guys just jumped all over that crap album and I wanted nothing to do with it. So uh, <laughs> So I'm just saying that's what it came down to. And wow, Justice man. for All had saved Metallica to be the winner. Hey. There's just a lot of songs on the on the that album, and there's just they're just so look at this. To live is to die. Yeah, for nine and a half minutes or more. I mean, <laughs> and there's just Justice... one verse of lyrics, one line. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and we were okay with it. We fucking well, took it hook, line, that, and sinker, man. That that was the last piece of music that Cliff Burton ever wrote. And oh really? So that yeah, he that is his song. He oh, wrote wow. all the music. He wrote all the music and the lyrics. Or not maybe not all of it, but he set the tone, you know, and they built off of that that was his legacy, I guess. So that's why they included it on the album. I didn't know that. Good information. Wow. Good fun yeah. fact right there. Knowing is half the battle. So Metallica won very, very, you know, and I, again, I really honestly thought that I was going to have more Slayer answers, but, you know, I tried not to, I didn't need to give any, uh, I didn't need to, to listen to brush up too much on too many songs. I, I think maybe I, I think I went back to a lot more early Slayer than I had to go back to early Metallica because it was just burned in my head early Metallica. But right. um, I don't know. I thought, I think maybe I was going to come out of this one Slayer heavy and I didn't. And so well, I surprised myself a little bit in that one, um, if I'm being honest. Anything surprising come out for you, Ken? No, I mean, listening to a little more older Slayer, those first couple of albums that I you know, didn't really get into until after I'd already listened to, to Rain and then kind of went backwards. I think uh, Jay was mentioning that earlier. I did kind of the same thing there, too. So, uh, you know, I guess being able to listen to some of that again um, – I don't know, kind of solidified how I felt even back then that, I mean, really, if anyone who's never heard Slayer listen to those first two albums and all of a sudden you pop Rain and Blood in and it's just, you feel it, you know it. There's just, it's a different sound. You're going you're gonna to be able to appreciate the band so much more starting with that album. And, and look, I know there's purists out there screaming, like, are you crazy? This, you know, I know there's, lyrically, there's, there's a lot of good stuff on the first two albums too. I'm really just talking more production value than anything else. For me, and just being, you know, young and, just kind of this is what I need to hear and this is how I need to hear it. 
And, you know, Slayer went through, I think, you know, it's, it's there's only a few pictures of it and they took it off really quick, but they had like the dark eye makeup at one point and it was, you know, very theatrical with blood and, and the, the early you know, days. Yeah. Yeah. They really kind of did away with this. They, they went through sort of, um, you know, an image, uh, a crisis of image for a little bit and cleaned all that up and then eventually just went, I don't even know the fucking nineties. I seen Carrie King in like biker shorts and like tank tops. So he just wore whatever the hell he wanted to wear. There was never like a style with that band, but the right. style they started off with was not popular. And I think people gave him a lot of shit for that. Uh, I think they mentioned it actually murder in the front row. They were like, dude, take that, take that fucking mascara off or whatever. Yeah. But there, there was a, there was definitely um, uh, a more of an evil, dangerous tone but it still felt like Metallica had more of a crunch and a punch to their music. No matter how evil Slayer was, Metallica was still just so fucking badass right. and, and riffage. And, <clears throat> you know, as much as I think Lars sort of has taken a few or a decade off <laughs> the last decade and live performances I've seen, um, I still think he's groundbreaking. He is another massive massive influence on me as a drummer man yeah what about you yeah, Ken? me too oh yeah definitely me yeah. too with lars 100 percent. as was lombardo and I, I feel like a lot of it though um came from lars's you know being such a frontman for the band it's rarely as a drummer so outspoken in any band and lars really was the guy who was in the front of that band just kind of when it came to tabloids or reading about the band you were always hearing about what lars thought about his band so there were there were things about you know Lars and and as we know all of those guys as uh, fame kind of got to them a little bit I think and and changed things um, and that kind of plays a lot into what I was just going to mention real quick um, for me as seeing Slayer nowhere near as much as these guys did but I was lucky enough to to see them on this the farewell tour and and, and part of just watching a band play for the last time and for a group to really take. A, a hard look at their fan base. Uh, this band really did it. I've never been at a show. Before. I felt like the band almost like looking into my soul. I mean, they really took a good hard look. I know you guys saw this too when, when you saw the band, when you saw the farewell tour. But um, I don't know. It just it, it it made me walk away from the show a little teary eyed. I was like, man, I feel for these guys, man. Like they're taking it in because they know I this is it. And I, and I literally I, walked I away from that show. I know you guys, because you guys are I diehards. Cried. I'm not even a diehard, but I'm just saying I felt it so much from, from watching that. And just and I sat there for maybe 20 minutes after, and they did too. <laughs> Up and down the stage, just, yeah. you know, waving, thanking, looking. You know, I'm, it was it was pretty incredible. And I, I guess at some point, you know, Metallica's going to get to that that point and do a, a farewell tour that, that I may go pay $987 to go see because that's what they're going to want for it. Not, not kidding. I'm not going to pay that much to see them. Unless they promise me the set list I want and then maybe maybe I'll go. That's exactly why Metallica does not have a ticket stub in my collection because right. I could not be promised that Black would not make it onto their shit. And, and granted, <laughs> I'm not saying that I couldn't sit through four Black album songs to listen to everything else. But right. at this point, we're talking about so much more shit. Right. On, on top, top of top those of four <laughs> Black songs. I can't yeah. fucking do it, man. I can't do no, it. I got you. I got you, man. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I think we're, you know, kind of similar with that. This this really shows that these two bands, this was a great battle. Slayer just just didn't quite get it. Iron Maiden won uh, in, a, in a pretty close battle last week against Priest. So both Maiden and Metallica are moving up into the winner's circles. We'll have another battle next week. We'll see who keeps moving up. And who knows? Metallica may meet Maiden on a battle coming up here and uh, to find who the who the real champion is. 
Well, I'm going to give a couple shout uh, shout outs here. Tammy, thank you for showing up as always. Thank you so much. Brian Smith, Brandon Reddick. Um, uh, who else? I think we saw, yeah, David Hill popped in there. Man, I haven't seen you in a while, David. Good to see you. Stoney, as Stoney. always, thanks for hanging out with us last week. Um, thanks so much for kicking it with us today, seriously. And again, I guess really there's no clear winner, but there is in, in terms of these three squares that are hanging out right now. Yeah, there's a clear winner, and I think Metallica definitely won that one. So, uh, guys, do you have anything you want to say before we get on out of here? Thank you very much for having me on. It was fun. It was it was a weird comparing these two back because it's always oh Metallica versus Megadeth. So this took that one out and it was like no, nah, we'll put it up against this one. It was tough, and I still like Slayer better, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like Slayer better. If anybody out there, analytics. <laughs> if anybody out there has a suggestion for what you would like to see next week with our Legends battle, because I think we're going to roll with this for a couple more. Uh, give us some suggestions. Give us a shout on Facebook, uh, the Casually Serious Podcast. We are on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on Instagram. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you to Metallica and Slayer for all the work that you've given to us and all the blood, the sweat, and the tears, all the live music, everything you've done. Uh, your music is just as much a part of our soul as anything else we've listened to growing up. So thank you to the bands. Thank you, Ken Man. Thank you, Jay. And we will see you next Happy week. Happy St. On... Patrick's Day, everybody. St. Patty's Day. Go Irish. Let's see you. <laughs> Let's see you all next week. Flyer's white cooler, dude.